God and our Creator. We love you. We worship you, Jesus, our soon coming King, author of life and everything. We give you glory, honor, and praise. With all our heart this morning, we lift up your name, Jesus Christ. The first, the last, the same. For all eternity, we'll worship you together as a family. We'll lay our crowns at your feet. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We glorify you. Holy Spirit, you're here today. The third person of the Trinity. You're a real personality. You have feelings. And you can be grieved. We do never want to grieve you, Holy Spirit. And if we do, we'll repent. But this morning, we acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're doing a work in all of our hearts individually. You're doing a work in this church corporately. Preparing us to be vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master. And prepared for every good work ahead. It's your will that we bear fruit for Jesus. So help us, Holy Spirit, grow and bear fruit for our Master. We honor you. Now teach us what we don't see. Reveal to us, Holy Spirit, the areas in our hearts that need character, reformation, change, that we might be more like Jesus every day. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we have listening ears, eyes that are open to see, and hearts that are softened. We love you. And we welcome you. In this place. And all God's people said amen. And all God's people said it's because of his grace. Amen, amen. You may be seated. We, we uh, are tickled that you're here today. If you've never been to this church, God bless you. Last night, I was sitting in the recliner, and Micah came in and screamed, Mother, come to the front yard. And I thought, oh, my gosh. It wasn't Dad come to the front. It's always Mother. And we looked out, and there was smoke, and there was a fire. And I went back into my recliner. 
they got on the bikes and went to find the fire. And I sat there and I was watching TV. I wasn't really too stirred up. And they came back. I said, where was it? It was just a few blocks away. It's funny how fires draw people. There's a fire of the Spirit of God. Pillar of fire. Amen at night. Cloud by day. And we need to recognize that. And I'm telling you, people people that don't even know God are going to see something different and they're going to run to it. Amen? I believe that with all my heart. Have some quick announcements for you. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock here, prayer. Next, this is an important one, next Sunday, 10 a.m., 6 p.m., Apostle Mike Keyes will be here. He will be ministering by the word the word and by the spirit. You don't want to miss it. If at all possible, make it a priority. Now, usually on Monday night, the first Monday night of every month, we have a teaching service. We have decided we will not have that in September because tomorrow's Labor Day and because next Sunday evening is Mike Keyes ministering and we want you to make that a priority. So next Sunday, 10 a.m., 6 p.m., outstanding teacher of the word of God, man of faith, been in the ministry for years, has a covenant relationship with this body of believers. So if at all possible, be here. Then on Thursday, September 16th, at the Capitol in Lincoln, they are having a convention of states rally. So if you were like me and grew up in the 60s and never got to march and always wanted to, this is your opportunity. Only it'll be peaceful. And it'll be... (laughs) We'll run to the fire, man. Don't want to miss the fire. Anyway, we are going, but we have to go to Omaha afterwards, so we are going on our own. But they are taking a bus from Norfolk, and they really, it would be really good to fill that bus. Okay, and so in the back, there's this information. You can pick this up, or you can talk to Steve. Steve, raise your hand afterwards. You know, when we had that school board meeting, half this church was there. And I'm proud of you. The same thing with the Convention of States. We're behind this. So this is something you can support. I know some of you work, you can't go. But if you're retired, if you don't have anything better to do, this is something that's important. So that is Thursday, September 16th. It's from 12 to 3 at the Capitol Building. Like I said, you can get this information in the back. Also, I forgot to mention, next Sunday, when Mike Keyes is here, we have nursery workers lined up for the morning, as we always do, but we need two nursery workers for the evening service. If you're available, could you, would anybody want to raise their hand? They'd be interested in that. Um, we need two, so you can talk to Val afterwards. Val's in the nursery, and so we could use one more. If somebody could help with that, talk to her after the service. We appreciate that. Also, September 16th through 18th is a conference. Uh, 
in, it's actually in Council Bluffs, Iowa. It is sponsored by Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha. Um, it's going to be phenomenal, I believe. It's going to, Flashpoint will be there. Um, Mario Murillo will be ministering on Thursday night. Kent Christmas will be Friday night. Pastor Hank and Brenda, Lance Walnow, all of those. You know, as a kid, I, you know, as a kid, sometimes you're stupid, but I was smart in some respects because I always wanted to run to the fire. I always liked the action and the activity, and I had the sense when something was happening to be there to experience it. You know, I wanted to experience. So when I was at Oral Roberts University, when Corey Ten Boom was there, if you know who, Hiding Place, I was there. When Oral Roberts was ministering healing services, I was there because I wanted to experience it. So I encourage you to experience that and also to hook our faith up for what's going on in the nation and in the Midwest. And uh, so I encourage you to do that. Now, switch gears here a little bit. I've been teaching just little brief snippets on the Holy Spirit. So we're going to Go quickly and talk about that this morning. I'm going to read you two scriptures. The first one is in Acts chapter 2. And this is Peter after the day of Pentecost. And he said to them, repent. This is Acts chapter 2 beginning in verse 38. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord will call. Now over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, uh, let's see, let's begin with verse 7. It says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another uh, interpretation of tongues, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now there is a lot of confusion. I've through the years, I've seen there's a lot of confusion between these two scriptures or these two points, because in Acts, it talks about it's given to all. And in Corinthians, it talks about it's giving to members individually. And you have to understand he is talking, they are talking about two different things. There is the infilling of the Holy Spirit for private use and for public use. In Acts, it's talking about private. In Corinthians here, it's talking about public. It talks about, so the salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is for anyone that so desires, for you, for me, for anyone that desires. The, the gifts of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians are special endowment gifts. And I've been trying to figure out how to explain this to bring understanding. And this is what I came up with. So hang with me. When you are enlisted or drafted into the military and you are inducted into the service, they issue everyone that's inducted certain necessities. 
You get underwear. You get dress uniforms. You get combat uniforms. You get boots. Probably you get toiletry supplies. I don't know. I've never... But everyone that goes into the military is issued those basic necessities. Then you go through your training, and then you get sent to war. Like I said, I've never been in the military, but my dad and all his buddies were in World War II, and I grew up around them. So they always talked about it. And when when they got sent off to war, each one individually had specific jobs they were called to do. There was an old guy from Monroe. He was, well, infantry. So if you're in infantry, you're going to get a rifle. But there was this old guy in Monroe. He was called to go ahead of the infantry. He was issued what they call a BAR rifle. The thing was a sweet piece of equipment. It could shoot 50 to 650 rounds per minute. For whatever reason, they only issued magazines with 20, but they issued multiple magazines. And very few of those guys ever survived the war because it was the first ones that the enemy wanted to take out because they were so lethal. Old Ernie Harris from Monroe made it, and he made it back, and there's all kinds of stories. But he was issued a special piece of equipment for that job. If you were going to parachute into Normandy, you were issued a parachute. My dad was a medic. He was issued first aid supplies and an ambulance. For whatever you were called to do, they issued you what you specifically had need of. That's the gifts of the Spirit. God doesn't love one person more than another, but he calls people into certain purposes. And so he issues that person the gift they need for that job. So Pastor Hank Kuhneman, if you know who I'm talking, from Omaha, he is called as a prophet. So he has been issued certain gifts, two of which include the gift of prophecy, the word of wisdom. If you ever watch Mario Murillo, he is an evangelist. And you watch him in services, and he'll be ministering, and he'll look up in there, and he'll say, there is a person up there. And he will describe that person perfectly, and he'll tell them what medical condition they have. And he'll say, explain it. And he said, God is healing. That is the word of knowledge. And then the gifts of healing. But an evangelist needs those gifts So God issues those gifts to those people. So does does that help understand? So everybody is issued basic necessities, but certain things are issued to certain people. But it's for the good of all. You know, my dad was issued the medical equipment and the ambulance to go in and get the BAR rifleman when they had need of him. And it was all to work together. Now, here is the thing. You say, well, I want those. And it tells us, desire these gifts. The best gift is the gift that you have need of at that time. The medics were never issued guns. The medics and ambulance drivers were not supposed to have guns. But I'll tell you something. My dad was a medic, and all his buddies were medics. That first day on Normandy Beach, they desired 
to have something to defend themselves, and they got guns. As they picked up dead and wounded, they got guns. And it's the same thing if you need it. If you are in a position and you need it, God's going to issue it to you. Just like the army is responsible for issuing you what you have need of. Now, if you've been listening about stories about Christians in Afghanistan, it's amazing. There's angels and have been appearing to these people. And, and specifically, if you get into that would be the gift of discerning of spirits. They are discerning these angels that are sent to help them. Why is that gift in operation? Because they need it. God has issued it. So I've just been trying to think, and, and that just came up in my spirit today. That's why the difference, the it, salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is for everybody because you are technically in the service of the Lord, and he's going to issue you have what you have need of. But specifically, he's going to issue these gifts for what you're called to do and what the gift speaking in tongues is for everyone privately, but what it's talking about here is tongues for public use. It's for service. The inf- salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is for us to build ourselves up, to get prepared and ready to do what God needs us to do. And then these gifts, including tongues and interpretation of tongues, are special endowment gifts issued to people as they have need of. And a lot of times this tongues and interpretation of tongues is used in a public service, but that's where it goes in and talks about you shouldn't use that gift of tongues unless there is an interpreter because it's going to do us no good. So we need the infantry with the rifles, and we need the BAR guy to go out and clear the way. And so it all works together. And we'll get into that more. But the important thing is to understand God issues what we have need of. So um, we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Um, Next week when Apostle Mike is here, he is good soil to sow into. And we want to bless him and his work in the Philippines. Also, as we give your tithe, if you have need of an envelope, you can raise your hands. And the ushers, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. One of the things I wanted to mention about the computer, we're having computer issues. It isn't necessarily the computer operator. So we will be purchasing a new computer shortly. So just so you understand that. Amen. Are you glad you're in church today? 
If you're visiting, you might have culture shock. This is pretty mild. God's raising up an army. And you either can become a member of God's army or you can sit on the sidelines. This church, we don't sit on the sidelines. We get involved. Amen. And we should be like that every day. Active Christians. Amen. Uh, you know, when she gets up, I give her the license to do whatever because really she's a teacher and, and people can glean from that. And so what I do is I'll just shorten my message. So don't get all nervous that the preacher's going to go for two hours. Usually I go for three. Jessen, the new ones here, Bisden. Oh, yeah, you're Steve's nephew. Yep. So, but I, I, I want to share my heart to you. So I want to pray so I don't ramble. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know what we need to hear today. Holy Spirit, turn my heart in the direction that it needs to go. My speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. Let every ear be a listening ear in Jesus' name. We've been on a, a series and we just kind of started about Christ in you. And for the sake of time today, I'm probably going to read some scriptures to you. You can look them up if you want to. I'll be re- reading out, some, out of some other translations. But our purpose for all this is this, simply this, to help you, the believer. What's a believer? Who do you believe in? Jesus. To help you, the believer, become more God-inside-minded. So when you're born again and you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, that's when you become a believer. You know, that that's an important time. And you need to recognize when that happens, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're a new species of being. See, you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. If you could take my spirit out of my body, it would have hands, arms. It would look like me, but have more hair. Thank you. Right? You and I are going to have a real head of hair, aren't we? And But you're a spiritual being, and that's the part. When I was a young Methodist boy, I'd listen. My father would sit there and listen to Billy Graham. And he'd say about being born again and, and your soul. It, but it never talked about your spirit being because there just wasn't revelation there. They, the van, evangelist was doing what he was supposed to do. But when I went to Bible school, I realized I'm a spirit being. God is spirit and those that worship him in spirit and in truth. He's a spirit being. You watch these and listen to these on YouTube. I find them fascinating where people die and they go to heaven. They talk about how they leave their body and they look back and the one, one guy was so sick he'd taken medication and he, and he was out doing some chore on a farm and he got, he, he got out of the truck and he thought, geez, I feel good. I feel really good. And he looked back and his body was in the truck. Well, he felt good because he was out of his body. See, you're a spirit being, and that's the part of you that's recreated. When you ask Jesus to come live in you, you're, you're born again. And that's what is important. And that's why I want you to realize that you and I need to be more God-inside-minded. The creator of the universe is on the inside of you. He's on the inside of me. That's why we can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens us. Now, when I was a little boy, I must have been between 5 and 10, and this is so vivid, I'll never forget, as I can still see, it was a bright, sunny day, and I was out on the sidewalk, and for some reason, I had this card, and you know who, how many of you know who the Mona Lisa is? The painting. And I had this card, where I got this card, I don't know, but on the Mona Lisa's nose was four dots. And if you'd look at the Mona Lisa's nose long enough, and shut your eyes, you'd see the Mona Lisa. Anybody remember that? I'm the only one? It's because I'm special. Yeah, I was from Fairbury. We were different down there. But, but it, what, I don't know who, how I got that, but I'd look at that so long and then shut my eyes and then I could see the Mona Lisa. See, that's the way we need to be with the Word. You look at it long enough. You, you become, you know, more God inside minded. You know who you are in Christ. I was talking to Laura and bless her heart. We were sitting there the other day and she said, I'm, I'm just learning who I am. Being, becoming more confident. Why? Because Jesus is on the inside of you. Amen. Now, the things that we allow to dominate our thoughts will shape our future. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So whatever you think about, 24-7 is who you are and who you're going to become. So if you and I can attend to his words more and more all the time, we're going to become more like Jesus. Amen? So the things we allow to dominate our thoughts, thoughts will shape our future. You and I must see ourselves through God's eyes. Well, what's God? How do you know what God sees? Well, then look in here. Look in the book. That's what God thinks of you. You and I must believe God's word and confess what his word says about our position in Christ. Never judge yourself by your weaknesses. You got to know who you are. And when you're a young Christian, you, you think, oh, I, I can't ever be like Jesus because this is where I came from. I came from my family last name was dysfunction. My father was dysfunctional, my, my mother, everybody dysfunctional. I just quit, quit worrying about everybody's dysfunctional, especially without Jesus. But when you become born again, you learn to function in Him. Amen? So you got to confess what the Word says about you. Never judge yourself by your weaknesses. Your past is not the right measuring stick. I said your past, forget... Forget those things that are behind and press on towards those things that are ahead. Amen. Your past is not the right measuring stick. Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they really are. I'm going to say that again. You're, too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they really are. Now I want to read to you. You don't need to turn there. I want to read to you from the... Um, Message Bible in Colossians chapter 1, because this was our text. The Apostle Paul says it in 
I want to, you to know how glad I am that it's me sitting here in this jail and not you. There's a lot of suffering to be entered into in this world, the kind of suffering Christ takes on. I welcome the chance to take my share in the church's part of that suffering. When I became a servant in this church, I experienced this suffering as a sheer gift. God's way of helping me serve you, laying out the whole truth. This mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret. Inside and out, regardless of their background. Did you hear that? How many of you got some background? (laughs) Regardless of the religious standing, the mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. The revealed mystery of God is Christ living in you, Christ living in me. When Paul used the expression in Christ, he's revealing to the believer the new life he has now through his relationship with Christ. So you you got to find the scriptures. When I went to Ramah Bible School, I was... I was so blessed to sit under Dr. Kenneth Hagin. He's gone on to be with the Lord. And he's got a little mini book. Some of you will know it's called In Him. And finding out all these expressions throughout the New Testament where the Apostle Paul uses the expression, especially in him, and there's many more. That's you, who you and I, we need to look at those scriptures and begin to think on them and look at them long enough till we believe them and we act on them. Amen? We learned last week that God's... Let's see how well you listened. This is a test. We learned last week that God's people need to... Oh. All all those that um, said grow up, stand up. Who said grow up? Well, stand up. I want you to know you've grown up. The rest of these people got a lot of work to do. You can sit down now. We need to grow up. Now, here comes from the heart. You go your your Christian life, especially preachers, and you think maybe, well, I'm a preacher. I've been at this 30 years. Some of you can agree with me. Thinking maybe I've, I've reached... A point in my life where I've matured. And then God yanks the rug right out from under you. And you realize how much carnality you still have. Because of my personality, I'm very boisterous. Bobby's my brother from another mother. We were at this, we were, he worked, helped me this weekend. And we're both very just, we're just this way. And some people like that, some don't. But we are the life of the party. And many times preachers are very verbose. You know what I mean by that verbose? What's that mean? How come you're always the first one to answer my questions? That's my wife. And sometimes nobody's ever done this. Have you ever put your foot in your mouth? How many of you... All those that have put your foot in your mouth, stand up. 
Grow up. Sit down. God's working in my heart. In the last few weeks, I've recognized, dear Lord, I still got work to do. I love God with all my heart. I've always had a a passion to serve him. But then you do things and you think, oh, my God. I'm pathetic. There's so much, there's rough edges. That's why he gave me her. She's the sandpaper. (laughs) And I had some experiences this week because I was around people. And I'm a director. What's a director do? He directs. Now the The Holy Ghost is the ultimate director. And I need to submit to his direction. But I got on the phone with somebody this week, basically, that hired me to help me. And I I wasn't nasty. I've been, I know when I'm nasty. How many of you know when you've crossed the line? Well, I was just one toe on the line. And I was telling that individual the way it was. Then I handed the phone back to his father. I went on my business. And then I come to church and read my devotional. And it talks about the words of your mouth. Life and death is in you. All that stuff. Then I laid my head down on the pillow at night. And I was troubled. And it wasn't like God was just really chastising me or anything. It was just on the inside. I knew I'd crossed the line. I'd said something with the wrong heart's attitude. It wasn't so much what I said was wrong. It was the attitude that I had. So I was sitting on my desk and I texted the individual he won't, he's so busy, he doesn't answer my call. So I texted him, said, I'm sorry for the way that I talked to you, but this is the reason why, da, da, da. Well, he texted me back, it was all right. And I think, oh, well, I, I, I did it. You know, because sometimes when you're a director, you, sometimes you just don't want to humble yourself. <laughs> so this week I'm working with people, and again, I was, I, granted, I had to direct. This, the last three days have been very busy. I had to tell people what to do. And I noticed I spoke to somebody a little harshly. So when that person, I thought, dear Jesus, I already repented for that. Now I, and I went to him as he came out, and I said, I'm sorry for the way that I came across. Because I can get in that mode. You've seen me get in that mode. And, and I said, I'm sorry, you know, and he's, oh, don't worry, don't worry about it. I recognized, dear Jesus, I'm not there yet. But Christ is in me. And he wants us to become the image of his son, the father does. 
He's there in a seed form as we're, when we're born again. But we have the responsibility to mature and to grow up and realize we're carnal. Realize when we're in the flesh with somebody. And if we are, then repent and go on. Does he forgive us? Sure, he sure does. And, you know, how many of you ever done things that you know were wrong or sinned and you said, Father, forgive me? But when you're dealing with an individual and you say something, you know you really need to go to that individual and say, I'm sorry. Do you like to do that? But God expects us to do that. I don't want to do it again. Probably will have to. But what I, bottom line, what I'm rambling is this. I realize there's some areas in my heart I haven't arrived yet. Oh, you're a preacher. Don't put me on a pedestal. The only pedestal person we put on a pedestal is Jesus. Preachers are human. If you if you don't go to church here and you go to another church, then you need to pray for your preacher. We're human beings. We miss it. And if you can say, Lord, I missed it and apologize, you're on the road to growing. But if you can't, you're full of pride and you better deal with it. Because if you don't, you'll fall. I want, I don't want to miss out on anything in the days ahead. I want to be on the front lines. I want to experience His glory. I want my heart to be right. We need to keep our hearts sensitive. But when the words of your mouth do not line up with the word and your heart's attitude is wrong, you're not going to see God move. It's the pure in heart that see. Let me say that again. It's the pure in heart. Read it in the book. They see. I want to see. So I got to keep my heart right. So in the weeks ahead, if you miss it, say, oh Lord, I missed it. I'm sorry. You know, Guys like Nate, big teddy bear. He's so laid back. There's Sometimes I wish I was more like you. So does my wife. We're a family of generals. How many in our family? Four? Yeah, that's right, the daughter-in-law. She's definitely, she's an RN and she's a general. So there's five generals and there's times, the other night we went to bed. We'd had a tit-tat. Is that what you call it? A whatever. A rift. Everyone went to bed upset. Whose fault was it? But you know what? That boy back there in the back, that son came out. My light was out and he came in and he laid down, put his arm around me. Dad, I love you. I didn't even yell. It was all a misunderstanding. Can I, can I insert this? I want you to understand something and listen very carefully. There is an intense battle going on in the realm of the Spirit. And if you're not careful, you'll allow that battle to enter into your heart. And you'll want to kick butt. So you better be careful. Sandy's laughing because she and I are cut from the same cloth. You better be careful. 
If you find strife in your household, bind it in Jesus' name. Don't allow strife in your home. God expects his children to grow up. Well, if I said, if I said anything today, I didn't even preach my message. I'm ministering from my heart. Learn to keep your heart sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn not to allow your emotions to take charge. Learn those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. This week I saw so many people. Bobby and Laura was there and Kathy was there and what's your name? Amy was there. Did we see all kinds of people? Did we see any people that needed Jesus? Last last guest, or last guest, the last customer. By this time, I'm done. I'm tired. We were tired. We worked hard. We earned our money. And this woman shows up. But don't take this wrong, okay? I'm not the judge, and I didn't judge. I love people. I'm a shepherd. But there was a stripe going down her hair. It was purple. And she had on this thing. I don't know what it was. But she had a special needs young man with her, and she was watching him for somebody else. And she was a nice... And I said, I'm just out. I said, lady, what can I do for you? And then she looked at me. And I got corrected. Do I need to go any farther? Do you understand where I'm going with this? But like Kathy said, she wasn't mean-spirited. And so I took a step back, reevaluated, and tried to help her her, it was a her, her the best I could. I truly had compassion. And that's Jesus. So, yeah, I don't agree with it. It's, it's gotten crazy. But Jesus loves people. Remind yourself, just love people. Don't argue with them. Don't beat them over the head with the book. That ain't going to win them over. All the days you were in the bike gangs, Bible thumpers weren't going to help you. No, if they came at you. He, Bobby talked about, and he doesn't care. Bobby talked, we were visiting, and he says, he uh, tried a couple churches before he came here, but he came here and he felt like he was accepted. Home. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I don't know, I'm all weepy today. Because it's the Holy Spirit. Don't think you're so special, because if you do, he'll take you down a notch. Let's stand up, I'll quit. I didn't even get to preach my message. That's all right. Did you get anything? She gave you enough, we could have closed there. In the Methodist church, that had been a full meal.
growing up. How many of you would honestly say, you know, you've got to make some adjustments? Just don't, just don't, I was beating myself up for a while. Don't do that. Just First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us, pick us up, dust us off, send us on our way again. Don't put yourself down because you miss it. He's going to give you another chance because he's a God of grace and mercy and he loves his kids. I say this sincerely. Thank you for being here and, and watching me grow up too. We're all in this together. We're not, we're, we haven't arrived yet. We're all works in progress. But you've got, I've told you this, you've got to pray for your leadership. Who put those prayers back there on the back? Who did that? I knew it was you. And I was going to thank you for that. What would you put back there? Tell them. What do you need? He's all right. (laughs) See, you need to do that. Amen. Every head bowed this morning. Every eye closed. If you're here today, if you were to die, I I talked to a man. Just keep your heads down at this where I was working. Walked in the door and he began to relate to an experience. He was sitting there and he all of a sudden he knew he was dying. He had a heart attack and he died. And he, he got into a gray area. He didn't see an angel. He didn't see a devil. He didn't see Jesus. But he heard these words, it's not your time. And he came back instantly on the table. And he looked up to the nurses and said, did you say that? You never know when it's your time. But I want you to know here today, I'm responsible to tell you that God loves you. Heaven is your home. And that's where he wants you to go. But if you've never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. Works won't save you. Being a good person won't save you. Being a Lutheran, a Catholic, Episcopalian, a member of this church will not get you through the pearly gates. It's relationship with Jesus. And the only way to become born again and become a new creation in Christ Jesus so Christ will live in you is asking Him to become your Lord and Savior, to come live in your heart. Jesus is not religious. His church body 
is should not be religious. He's only he's the only way. He's the truth. He's the life. There's no other way to the Father. And all you have to do is receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And allow Him to take over and come live in you. The wages of sin is death. But eternal life is through Jesus Christ. It's a gift. And I'm so glad I didn't have to earn it. All I did was receive it. If you're here today... If you haven't made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, this is your day. I'm not going to embarrass you, call you up front, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. You need to be born again if you want to go to heaven. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus made it possible for you and I to have eternal life. So if you're here today, I'm not going to go on and on. If you've never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, raise your hand right now. Okay. If you're backslid, you've gotten away from God. You haven't been in church, and you're not in relationship with other believers. Raise your hand. Okay. Good. There's more hands there. I want you to know God loves you. We've all been there. But listen to me carefully. All you need to do is go back to the Father and say, Father, I'm not going to run anymore. I'm running home to Jesus and what you need to do, I didn't preach my sermon. <laughs> this would have helped. You need to get planted. Too many of you are rolling stones going here and there and here and there. You need to get planted in the Word. You need to get planted in the local church. That's the only way you're going to grow. Coming here once every three months will not cut it in the days ahead. You need to be here every time the doors are open. God loves you. Let's all pray this together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are my Father. And your arms are open wide. I'm running to you today. I'm sorry for my sin of running away from you. And putting other things first place. Jesus, your priority from this day on. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that covers all my sin. Washes them away. I love you. I'm here with you now. And forever. In Jesus' name. Now, you can put your hand down or whatever. Those of you that raised your hands, you might still come to church. That's good because that's where you're going to get it. Some of you just need to get back in the saddle. Steve, did you ever fall off a horse? You never rode again, did you? 
No, you get back in. Nobody here is going to judge you. We're going to love you and accept you. But you've got to be here to hear the word. You've got to be in the word every day. Anyone here? This we got to go. Anybody here need healing for your body? That you're sick. Oh, you, you're the sweet one. You're always. She always stands in the gap for her friend. What's her name? I don't pray for boyfriends. Are their uncle? You're too young to have a boyfriend. I'm going to talk to your dad. Okay, your uncle. His uncle. What? He's older. What's his name? Pat. Father, we pray for Pat today. She stands for her boyfriend's uncle. We pray, Holy Spirit, you touch him right now in that hospital bed. We bind sickness and disease and loose healing and health upon Pat this day. And if he's not born again, we pray his heart be softened to the gospel and labors are thrust into Pat's life to present to him. Jesus. We thank you, Father, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't miss next week. Amen. I've got, by the way, I got a new new um, group here at Harvest Church. If you're not here, they come get you. They, they look a lot like Bobby. There's, there's a half a dozen of them. They ride motorcycles. They'll come to your door. They'll wake you up with their bikes. They'll kick the door in. We have stories about that. They'll drag you out of bed and bring you to church. I'm serious. No, I'm not. God bless you. Have a good week.